Corrin Strait out of Five Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Sullen and Magic Mike Christie. Yo. Welcome to episode 191 of the Films and Swearing movie podcast. We are in our 90s season and today we will be doing a double review of Heat and Toy Story from mm. 1995. Mm. For a split second when you were turning down the music. Yeah, I generally thought it wasn't turning down. I was like, normally it's low at this point. <laughs> I know, thankfully I don't think we've... Only once we fucked up recently, but I think we're alright now. Yeah, this isn't going to do the... Remember last week we had issues? Oh yeah, no, I think I'm going to keep my hands away from it, because I think they were all just fat finger incidents. Making sure there's no um, like roadworks. No cunts of fucking yeah. cutting concrete across the road. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to when it's like half nine at night. Aye, can tell no worry about that. Now, are you on to start, or you want me to get Toy Story at the roads? Um, I'll, I'll start, I've got a feeling your notes are nowhere near as... I guess mine. I, I, I'm, I mean just, I'm going for like, memory now. <laughs> uh, did you even watch the film? I did. I did put it on last night, but I was just like, it wasn't registering because I've seen it that much times. Yeah. The TV might as well have been off. Yeah. So, um, I had the pleasure of watching Heat, which was written, produced, and directed by Michael Mann. It stars Robert De Niro as Neil McCauley, Al Pacino as Lieutenant Vincent Hanna, um, Val Kilmer as Chris Scheherlis, I think that's how you pronounce it, Tom Sizemore as Michael Chirito, Diane Verona as Justine, and Ashley Judd as Charlene Scheherlis. I think that's how you... It's a weird, <laughs> way, you it's, that it's a weird way how you fucking like, pronounce it. Even typing it was a pain. <laughs> Okay, Mike, um, go and remind me, what is the plot to Heat? Uh, the plot is, is Big Bob versus Big Al in the ultimate game of Cat and Mouse as Cop goes up against Criminal. Oh, there you go. Aye. Because that's how, the, that's how the, the market of the film. It was, it was the first time they two would appear on screen together. That was the whole marketing behind the film. Aye, I watched uh, one of the trailers to it prior to coming along just so I could kind of remember what the hell the film was about yeah. and it was like from the godfather and scent of a woman Al Pacino the raging bull and good fella fucking wait aye Robert aye. De Niro did I say Robert De Niro twice there no you said Al Pacino I just, aye I just fucking had a mind a fucking moment there um, so it, it was like getting these credits like now together on screen for the first time like what, what heat what, it would have been good would have been like do you remember the like the Opening for like Rocky Four with the two gloves turning. <laughs> it's just like De Niro at one side and Pacino the saying it's just same clashing. <laughs> Aye. So, Mike, uh, was this your first time watching Heat? Um, no, I've I've seen it quite a few times. I think this is the first time I've watched it. Maybe maybe over ten years. Okay. Aye. So, and it was good to kind of get reacquainted like those. Loads of things that I forgot. There was loads of fucking characters. Yeah. Like the, the the first like part of my note was that like the massive like ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Well, go for uh, it. So the ensemble cast included Ted Levine as Bosco. Okay. You had Natalie Portman 
oh, as uh, Lauren, uh, she was a uh, Pacino's stepdaughter. Um, Jean Voigt as Nate. Danny Trejo as Trejo. <laughs> um, you had William Fitchner as Van Sant. Mm. Uh, Kelly Williamson as Sergeant Drucker. A very young Jeremy Piven as Dr. Bob. I saw him in the trailer, right? And uh, Hank Azaria as Alan Marciano. Yeah. So I fucking... It was a f- I, there was loads there was loads of other like characters what um, a celebrity spotting yeah like, I totally forgot that fucking like Jeremy Piven was in it and I was aye. like I fucking knew he was in there aye um, um I mean like, like I mean it's, it's it's a big film it's a long film aye what is the round time on it uh, 170 170 so before the credits I think it ran at 165 right you know, Toy Story is 77. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you could have watched Toy Story twice in the space. Yeah. It would have took me... I had to watch that. One hour and 17 minutes. Was that for start to finish or... With credits. With credits. Aye. Um, so, now, obviously, you've said that. You've you've watched it many times. So I imagine your, your nutshell opinion of it. Like the film, hate the film. I know, I'm... Because I was like like studying the film, like I I think also because I hadn't watched it for ten years as well, I picked up like a lot more on it. Appreciate it a bit more. Yeah, like the whole like the whole cat and mouse scenario like worked fucking brilliantly. The fact that like it started off as like them like uh, robbing a fucking like a money truck. Yeah. And like something happens, and it later like falls into the hands of like fucking Pacino and his squad Aye. and they start like running like checks on like folk that are in there and then they somehow manage to narrow it down and then they just like play games with each other without even knowing that they're actually like looking for each other eh? aye, aye. and it's there's just so much shit happening in the film I know it's it is definitely a fucking like you could easily cry an epic film yeah uh, all the like proportion for both like the fucking length of the film the quality of the cast, the story, yeah. the fucking action sequences, but I've seen it maybe two, three times at most. Yeah. I'd first got a hold of it when I was like watching like all it's like a De Niro box set, uh. and I was one of them. And it, the fucking the length of the film was one thing that blew me away. It's like Christ. Yeah. Like it wasn't the ending, but there was some of the fucking sequences that showed yeah. up in it. And I mean, like there isn't like. A great deal of action and it, it focuses more on like the storytelling, which is what it. which is what kind of saves it, I suppose, because it's not just you're running them out with, like bank heist from. Aye, but saying that when they do have like their big heists, aye, like it, it's an air-racking scene, isn't it? Like when they're going through the streets with the guns, aye, like they're cause, aye, when they're making their getaway and all that, aye, now, and then all of a sudden, isn't like, that like a long sequence as well? Aye, I think for the minute they go into the bank. Yeah. To the minute that whole, I think it's almost between ten and fifty minutes in total. Aye. So it is a long, drawn out like sequence. But also you get like the start of everything happening at the bank. Mm-hmm. You then get the like when they manage, like when they Pacino and squad like figure out what they're doing. Yeah. And then it's just like even though it's like a shoot, it still continues on. Aye, and it's it's, it's weird because it was I always remember it, it being quite. Ah, uh, so your cat's looking into my soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was looking like it's, it's one of those. It's a 
something that you hadn't seen before, like just what openly having a shootout, like in was it like New York? What was the setting? Ah, uh, no, LA. LA. So they're just walking through the streets, passing through cars, and they're just fucking firing yeah. rifles at each yeah, other. Yeah, because um, when they were um, like making their getaway, like they were in the car, and uh, like Pacino and his fucking squad and that was like running up the street, and they were on the opposite sides of the street. Aye. And like just as like a a, a lorry drove past, uh, like um, Val Kilmer spotted, like when the police and just automatically just dropped his shit and just started firing his gun. Aye. And then that just spun like everybody. Uh, and it was just tons of fucking police in it. Imagine like the the adrenaline was on high. Yeah. Now, how did you first come across Heat? Now, do you remember your um, your first watch? I remember watching it. Maybe how old would that have been? Maybe fourteen, fifteen. I think it was on like BBC Two one night. Right. And I watched it with my dad, and I don't think I finished it. As I think. Even at like fourteen, fifteen, like having the like attention span to try and watch a film, one hundred and sixty minutes, it doesn't have a lot of shoes in it. It's yeah, kind yeah. of kind of a bit hard to do. But Aye. then I think I I picked it up later on when I got to maybe around like it was seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, and mm. then just quite enjoyed it for there. Aye. What notes you got lined up? Uh, the fuck did I start? And well, I'll I'll say to you when watching one of the trailers, it reminded me of the score of the film. Ah, the score was pretty good. Aye, and it's it's quite a, a, like a low key, like it's like just these long drawn out violins playing. Yeah. And as soon as because uh, they played that music from the film over the trailer, and it kind of like run, like clicked. It's like that's the fucking music for Heat, where it. Yeah. Like, is that, but I'd imagine. Um, I don't think there was, going by looking at the cast, it wasn't like a, a well known like, composer. Name. It wasn't like you're like Hans Zimmer or like James Horner or John Williams or that. Actually, obviously, we're talking about like the cat and mouse elements. And like when, because like during the like the first <laughs> uh, robbery of the, of the film, one of the characters, um, like uh, Tom Sizemore, his uh, character calls. Somebody slick, aye, and uh, and something then happens later along the lines. It's like yeah, I think Pacino's in like a, a nightclub speaking to like fucking like has like connections, mm-hmm. and he talks about like somebody calling somebody slick, and then gives him the name of uh, Tom Sizemore's character. Yeah. So then they start running checks, background checks. Who like, Cruz is running away? Who was like inside when he was inside? So they start like surveilling them. Yeah, and um, they're in like a a restaurant, and like they're all coming out, and like Pacino and his fucking crews like across the road, like up up a building, like behind like the big letters and that, like looking down, like surveying them, and like they're kind of like oh well, there's uh, like Chirito, there's fucking like Trio and that, aye, and they're looking at um and uh, Big Bob's character fucking Collie, mm-hmm. and like oh who's in like oh deck at him, aye. And so they're really thinking they're honey it. <coughs> so then they're obviously when they're planning like the next like big score, they're in a fucking what is it? It's like a an area that has like big like containers and like fucking Well, like a shipping yard or Aye. So like they're like talking like De Niro's uh, De Niro and uh, like his crew and all that are like the same kind we'll be gone in for here, we'll be gone there 
and uh, and like you can see um you can see like police like fucking like miles away on like containers with like that um like binoculars and the wee like uh, sally thing they used to like draw in the sound. So yeah, you can pick uh, up what they're saying. <clears throat> so like an hour hour or two later, Pacino and his crew come in the same location and they're like talking and they're kind of like um like oh so it's like hey, what 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 the fuck are they looking for here? Aye. And like Pacino's like, I've got it. He's like this this guy's fucking good. He's like they're looking at us. He's like, we've just been made. And then the camera pans out and De Niro's and Tapia are like a fucking crane with like a camera. Aye. Taking photos and that. And it was like, because it's like the whole camera's element, eh? Like, I like, completely forgot about that bit. Aye. And obviously, like, uh, like Pacino knows, obviously, like, it's like, aye, like, they're a fucking slippery crew. Eh? Aye. And they're still, because obviously they're trying to figure out what they're doing, they can't find in and out. Like, they keep losing all the surveillance and everything. Aye. And it's just someone gets me twice for it. I mean, like, like obviously, like the big like talking point of the film is the that um, like coffee shop meeting. Aye. Where they actually share the screen for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's hard to believe that like forever long they were in films. They never ever had a film. Aye. I mean, they were in the Godfather two together, but uh, same storylines. Aye. What's his name? Uh, Oh. Corleone. Aye, he was. Aye, he was. Uh, played with De Niro. The young one was played with De Niro. Aye. So they weren't in the same like timeline. Sort of exactly, because that's it. It was like Marlon Brando <coughs> and Al Pacino was the son of yeah, Marlon Brando's aye. character, but the flashback Robert De Niro was the young Marlon Brando. Yeah. Aye. Um. Now, obviously, with these two big fucking behemoth leading actors, is it does it come between them? Who who steals the film? <coughs> um. I mean, I'd probably say Pacino for that one scene where um, he's like interrogating um, Hank Azaria. He's um, sleeping with Val Kilmer's wife. Okay. And he like he comes into the room and he's talking away and he's he's like uh, he's like oh like 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 who are you like who are you sleeping with and he's like who and he's like she got a great ass and he's like. <laughs> You had your head all the way up it. <laughs> and then he's like, when I think of an ass, I think of hers. Aye. And I'm like, that's like, like the, obviously like a total massive, like a centric scene. Yes. But I think for that scene alone, he kind of steals it. He gets the edge. But I mean, there's a, there's a fucking, I don't know, a brilliant scene that's like, on the subject to the relationship he's got with his current wife. He's been like divorced like two or three times. Aye. And he's married to this woman and, her daughter's Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. who surprisingly looks. Because that's it. It's only like been she kind of come, ah, it's like a year, a year, a year since we've seen her eye. And like she kind of comes across as she's like younger in this one. I can why, but it was just me. But um, no, it could also be like the the filming. Uh, like whilst it was released in '95, where being shot, it could have been in around the same time as Leon yeah. or earlier. So like they're kind of like that. Relationships a wee bit of feel. Obviously, he's like the fucking like the term postman. He's never at, he's never at him. Aye, and all that. he's always away fucking doing this and that and all that. And um, I, I think like that apartment kind of suffers for a bit because she's like, like you never see like her like her dad like the, yeah. the ex husband and all that, but you only ever hear him when he's 
going to be picking her up and stuff. And um, there's a scene in the film where they're like they've kind of been arguing. It's like kind of like 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 I'm I'm sharing you basically. Yeah. You know, like you're spending all your time with the like the force and that. And he's like, well, look, can I don't want to come home and like tell you of kind of found this or found that and stuff. And um, <laughs> he comes in one day after a. It's like a, I think it's like a long, a long fucking, a long day for him. Ah, oh, yeah. working out, and he come, comes in, and the uh, like wife's like sleeping with somebody, and uh, <laughs> he's like, oh no no no, you sit down. He's like, like a guy's named Ralph or something. He's like, no, he's like, he's like Ken, you can like come in, you can fuck my wife, you can sleep on my bed, and I, like you can can sit on the couch in her husband, her ex husband's like apartment. But you're not gonna be watching my fucking video set and like rips the cable at the telly and takes the, <laughs> like takes the telly with him. That's you see, he's like driving down the fucking highway with his telly on the passenger seat, Fuck's opens sake. the door and just kicks out of the highway. <laughs> Fuck, I, it's gonna be one of those things I might have to try and source a copy. Well, try and fucking rewatch it. But as we've said, like you have to set aside a chunk of time to Aye. properly sit and appreciate it. Yeah. Um, now we mentioned Val Kilmer's. Yeah. He's almost. Would, I, would it be fair to say he's almost the third lead of the film? Yeah, because he's um, De Niro's like like second like hand basically. Okay. Um, I mean he's got he's got fucking like demons and that like he's can in the midst of like almost like a breakup with his wife and all that and Aye. like. De Niro's trying to keep it together and all that. Aye. And Is he like one of the like the wild cards? Uh, not so much. No, he's quite, he's quite reserved. Okay. Um, was well, like you see him at the start of the film, uh, like when they're gearing up for their first job, he goes into like a, a like a fucking a wee shed that sells like hardware shit. Hmm. That's who's knowing my notes. Oh. The guy that sells on the hardware shit Aye. is fucking. Is it Emilio for Jurassic Park? The boy on the bog. Oh yeah, Gennaro. Yeah, Gennaro, that's uh, that's him. <laughs> and I also was on my notes, but um I so like he's obviously he wants to like can like like notate the risk but he wants to like everything to be like planned out like mm-hmm. specifically. And uh, and like he, he like when you first see like the first like, instance of like, him and his uh, wife Charlene um like, come him and they hear like a wee a wee bit of bickerness. And she like threatens to take like the son away, and he like kind of like lashes out and like throws like something mm-hmm. across. And then obviously, when you see like De Niro, like in the next shot, he's like like following like her and finds out that she's sleeping with um the guy Marciano. Aye. So she like kicks the doors and he's like, look, he's like, you're 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 going to get Chris Barman shot. If he doesn't, if he fucks up, that, that that's it. Mm-hmm. I will personally pay for you and your bed to get the fuck out of here. Right. He's like, but until then, you give him one more shot. Aye. So, like, their relationship is just like, kind of like, like disintegrating. Aye, aye. It's falling apart. Um, the last act's actually, like, obviously, like, when I looked at the running time, like, when I, I checked what, how, how long it's going to be running for, mm-hmm. And I think just before, or actually, just at the start of the bank uh, robbery, it was sitting at like an hour left. Yes. 
and I think that like last hour is like probably like, the strongest part of the film. No, oh, because like after the, after the Ban Rogue got also like the aftermath, like um, like Chirito's been shot dead, um, a couple of other folk have been killed, um, what's his name, uh, Val Kilmer's been shot, mm-hmm. so they managed to make a getaway, and uh, Kilmer's obviously been taken to Doctor Bob, who's Aye. played by Jeremy Piven, patches him up, gives him a couple grand, and he's obviously coming to get um, his wife but she's already got um, like police wear yeah so she gives him a slip tells him like, can, like, to leave and De Niro's like came up so he's got like his wee bird layer on the phone we didn't really see much of her I think she's like a a landscaper or something or, mm-hmm. and um, he's like driving away and he's like nah fuck I've got time for this so he takes it and it's fucking turn off and he goes after one of the guys that like set him up earlier on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then that's where him and he just comes into contact with Pacino. And it's like a long, like a long game you're like fucking cat and mouse on a let's play it in LAX, like the airport. Yeah. So like it's all dark and because there's planes incoming, it's at any time like the runway lights up. Right, okay. Every plane, so that's the only time you can kind of see them Aye. moving about. Oh, right. and it's kind of got that nice wee like dynamic you know, like cat and mouse aye aye and like when they I think when the final bit of plane lights up um, De Niro comes out and sees Pacino but um, Pacino can see Shadow on the ground aye turns shoots him and so, kind of just like talks to him and then just lets him die <laughs> I guess that added extra with the lights the lighting effect it adds a like a suspenseful Dynamic to the scene. Ah, it kind of reminds me of the the finale, uh, um, Silence of the Lambs. All right. But she's in the house with the lights are turned off, and he's he's duh, she's getting stopped by mm-hmm. the Halloween with his fucking night vision goggles. Ah, right. See, for a second there, I thought we were going to say it reminds you of Die Hard Two. <laughs> fucking McLean uh, uh, yeah. with all the fucking petrol lighting up the uh, fucking yeah. landing strip. Not so much. Nah, not really. Um, I like what we talked about earlier, like the soundtrack, soundtrack's pretty good, because it's got like that. It's kind of like, like, like a wee bit of like synthesizer. Yeah. And then there is like a wee part of it where it has got like guitars and all in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like heavy like bass drums. Like, I think that's... Because there's a couple of scenes where they're like in helicopters and it's just... I'm assuming that what uh, Michael Mann done was that for filming some of these scenes because he was actually like on like a helicopter and it was just ah. him and the camera just looking doing it like the city yeah and so I mean it was quite a good um, any final <laughs> notes man nah, I think that was it I think I've pretty much covered take a wee stab in the dark at what the budget for this film was oh it had to be expensive let's go I'm going to think big I'm going to say I'm going to say 80 no, slightly under it. It's got a budget of sixty million. All right, okay. Um, and this is this is a weird one for such a big film. Mm-hmm. Domestically, it only took sixty-seven million. Aye. For such a big film, and it's big, massive marketing. Yeah, exactly. Um, worldwide, it made one hundred and eighty-seven million. So it made almost three times its money. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's. I'm assuming that's probably like sales for like cinema, video rentals, shit like that. Aye, aye. 
thinking how all that stuff gets included, but uh, definitely cinema, cinematic at, at least. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's, there's a fucking shit ton of trivia, but I tried to pick out so ones the, that were. The best bits. Yeah. Um, I already knew this one before it, but I think I, I think it's, I think a lot of people knew it was it. The, in 2002, the Marine Corps were shown the shit seen during the bank robbery as as for a proper way and how to retreat during a shootout. Oh, right. So, like, what we're actually using this film as, like, purpose if I can... Fucking training video. Yeah. <laughs> and um, early drafts showed that, um, was it Vincent Hanna's character would have had a cocaine addiction, which is why he would have... Which why I can explains like the huge outburst, like with the huge ass, and like why like why his wife decided to like kind of like get rid of him and all. Aye, yeah. Because I think this was I think in the form he was on his third marriage. Aye, aye. So. Oh well, that would explain it. <laughs> yeah. So would it be the character that was on cocaine, or would it be Al Pacino that was on cocaine? Well, I mean, it wouldn't have been the first time, would it? <laughs> you know. So. Um. So, and I never looked at any one star reviews. I really, I, I mean, I never say there's never going to be a one star review, but I mean, we find one star reviews for fucking anything. Yes, aye, aye. Toy Story <laughs> from director John uh, Lasseter. This film stars. That sounds like a fucking rocket going off. Yeah. Maybe it was a car backfiring. Um, the stars the voices of Tom Hanks as Woody, Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear, Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head, Jim Varney, Ernest, as Slinky Dog, Wallace Shawn as Rex, John Ratzenberg as Ham, Annie Potts as Bo Peep, who actually just clicked realised that was the receptionist for Ghostbusters yeah. uh, John Morris as Andy and Eric Von Dieten as Sid and of course uh, Laurie Ar- Me- Arlie Emery Arlie Emery as the... Sergeant yeah. and uh, Laurie Metcalf was Andy's mother alright the plot tells the story of a cowboy doll is profoundly threatened and jealous when a new spaceman figure uh, supplement him as the top toy in a boy's bedroom. Yeah. I've not seen the film in years, and I've I've seen the film that many fucking times that I probably didn't even need to watch it to remember <coughs> everything about it. Aye, it is. It's just one of those fucking films where it's huge. It's it's for a film that's only kind of like done three films. It's now like one of these films that's probably just gonna be a part of every child's childhood. Yeah. Like, if you were never shown Toy Story as a bairn, yeah. I feel sorry for you, but... Yeah, because, I mean, that was what was, like, so revolutionary back in the days when we say... Oh, cause, full Because CGI. when we were, because when, like, early years we were, we were, we grew up with, like, Dumbo and Robin Hood and... Ah, we got know. to watch all those, and, and I think in cinemas it would have been, like, the likes uh, Beauty and the Beast and... <laughs> Yeah. They were kind of like at that generation of Disney, but to then start seeing, because that's it, we would have been nine and ten mm-hmm. at this point, so for fucking full digital animated movies, yeah. is it was, it was like 
the fucking future right there. My first memories uh, Toy Story, actually, I remember collecting fucking tokens from the sun. And you got a cassette tape with two of the Randy Newman songs on it. <laughs> and I do remember, faintly remember the fucking cover art. And it was just like that, the, the cloudy bedroom wallpaper. Uh, it yeah. was that. And it was like, you got a friend in me. And it would have been one of the other songs. I'm not sure if it's like the fucking Learn to Fly one for Buzz Lightyear, but uh, I do remember like getting to play that cassette tape in the car, like finally collecting the tokens, getting the tape, uh, and fucking getting to play it. And just, that was my earliest memory of that. I didn't uh, think I ever, I never went to the pictures to see it. I'd never, I didn't think I'd never rented a tape. I think it was just, I, I never like went out my way to get it. I think it was just, yeah. Something that was either ended up being on TV or somebody gave us yeah, a line of the tape. I, I think I was the same. I think I think either me or Lindsay asked for it for Christmas one year. Aye. The year it come out and we got it and uh, just wore the shit out of it. Aye, aye. And it's 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 one of those films that's hard not to like. Yeah. It's. it's I mean Tom Hanks. Eh? Exactly, and fucking Tim Allen. Yeah. Who's like TV's Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, you can't even know. Was this level Was this no up. during these like home improvement? Oh, I then he would have been still fucking shit hot. Right, like, the he would have still been because well, this was, I'd imagine, still before like even he'd done his stint as fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, I, fucking I know love Santa Claus. All those fucking films. So yeah. And man, what the fuck do you say about Toy Story? It's I know. I like the film. I I, I have said now that as as a fucking father of two boys, it's a daily, it's a daily fiction. Thankfully, it, it, at the moment it isn't, but definitely at, at least once yeah. uh, a month, I think I see. Have you the first two films? Have you showed them the three of them or just the they've fun? seen? Uh, they've seen them all. Yeah. They've seen the short films. They've seen the wee ones that Sky done. Nah, they've watched them all, I'd say, yeah. at least maybe ten times each. Mm. And I, because I always thought the third one would traumatise them, because like that, that, yeah, yeah, that the, scene at the yeah. end where they're all going into the furnace. Yeah. I, I, now as an adult, I love the more sinister side, sinister side of Toy Story. Like, I would say my favourite scene of the film is maybe when Woody accidentally, like, Plots to kill Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah. Because he's no longer the top toy. Yeah. The lorry has now went from cowboys to fucking space. So, so he's... And he's... It's the thought of... I think he'd witnessed something falling down behind the back of a table and he thought, what if I do the same way with Buzz? Because uh, he overhears a conversation for Andy saying that his mum telling him he could only take one toy to Pizza Planet with him. And he's like, oh... Fuck! I, I want it to be me. I really didn't want it to be the shiny new toy. Yeah. And he accidentally, rather than knocking him behind the desk, he knocks him at the fucking windy. Yeah. And it's when Andy comes to retrieve him. He can't find Buzz, and you just see Potato Head holding up the extra sketch, and ah, the sketcher's yeah. doing a noose, <laughs> and the fucking potatoes <laughs> just pointing at him like, you. <coughs> yeah. Like you're dead. This mm. is we're coming for you, and he's trying to calm it down. Said, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And he gets fucking knocked out the window as well. Yeah. But uh, moments like that, and when like they get trapped in SIDS. Yeah. That's always a fucking golden moment when 
the fucking Buzz Lightyear's went crackers. He's realised he is just a toy. And he sees the advert and the, the, the wee subtitles say, toy does not actually fly. Yeah. And he realises, I'm just a fucking toy. I'm not actually a space ranger from the Gamma Quadrant. And yeah. He just has a meltdown and he loses an arm. Aye, aye, aye. That's where he tries to like, fly down the stairs and he hits the banister all the way down, eh? Aye, and you've got the wee sad fucking Randy Newman song <laughs> playing as he's lying dead on the floor with an arm, like, yeah. out of its socket, and, like, the sister Ginny, like, claims him and turns him into the... <laughs> a tea-swelling... Aye. A tea-swelling fucking doll. Aye. And it's like, one day you're the fucking space ranger, now you're supping down Darjeeling, talking about Mrs. Nisbet. And it's like, you're a bus light. She's like, no, no, I'm Mrs. Nesbitt. And he picks up, like, Woody picks up, like, the loose arm and fucking smacks him in the bus with it. And he's just like, ooh. But it's, it's, he pops the helmet and fucking smacks, like, the rubber head and it makes, like, a squeaky yeah. dog toy. So good. And he just kind of snaps him out of it. He's like, we need to get our arses back to fucking Andy's. But it's, it's when he's in Andy's room and they've, they've got all the, the, the monkey barrels and they were going to try and swing a line of monkeys across uh, to get them back to Andy's house. And they needed to, to convince them that, aye, Buzz, like, is Buzz with you? Is Buzz okay? Oh, aye, of course he is. And he's using the severed arm going, hey, everybody, it's me, uh, yeah. Buzz. We're best friends. And you see them shaking hands. And he's like, ah, there's something wrong about this. And he's like, oh, come on, what's wrong? And he pulls his arm through and just sees the him holding the severed arm and all and the toys are screaming. It's a fucking potato head that like almost vomits. Aye. Uh, uh, it is it's just one of those fucking films you can't even know love yeah. um, I don't think there's any negative scenes to it like there's nah. really like the whole like pizza plant like like Michelle fucking love as you can tell with the the cover aye like the wee fucking aliens yes I think they're even talking like that shit doesn't go away I think they're saying now that I think if it's in Disneyland or like the thought or that they're going to make a pizza planet like aye well, they've made um, they've made Toy Story Land Aye. As a separate area, doesn't it? And I they've got like Pizza Planet and that, like, because, like, obviously we were only there back in like May and it didn't get fucking finished and opened until the end of June. And that, like, Michelle would have fucking loved. I've seen, like, pictures of it and it's got like roller, like, wee mini, like, roller coasters and all that. Eh? Aye. And I mean, I think we spent two days at Disney and we hunted everywhere for a fucking alien toy. Yeah. And, uh, and there was like, Places selling buckets of wee mini ones and all that. And it's not an actual. Yeah, but then we also found one. Eh? But well, it's, it's almost it's made fucking huge bad yeah, for Disney because, like, aye. we thought it's essential. We have children now. We've got to get them a fucking Woody and Buzz. And I think now, if I think back to it, fucking Buzz Lightyear's missing a leg, so you might as well be fucking Mrs. Nisbet now. <laughs> um, um, Remember when Toy Story came out, I always wanted the extra sketch. Mad for that when I was a kid. Aye. I always liked the idea of the, ex- the extra sketch, and then you get and then realise you can't fucking draw. Like, your coordination's yeah, really, aye, really bad. horrid. Aye. And then obviously Mr. Potato Head and all that was aye. fucking massive. Oh, that's it. That's what... I'm trying to think what toys Cameron's got, because for him, it, it kind of went quickly from uh, Toy Story to Cars, and then Cars was huge for him. So, he got Woody, he got Buzz, he got uh, Mr. Potato Heads. Actually, my sister Jill bought him like a box of Potato Heads. 
No, it was one potato head, but it was different eyes, different Man, like different parts. It was, it was costume, so it was like a a, a Buzz Lightyear costume for Mr. Potato Head, a uh. witty costume for Potato Heads, and even like my parents got on board and they were wanting to get like a slinky dog for him and get Rex yeah. the dinosaur. You could see why they they made fucking toys out of every fucking figure yeah. in there. And then obviously when each each like sequel came along, there was always a different toy. Aye, they just fucking branched it out, and yeah. and I think that was it. I think obviously it was known as this huge fucking film, so every company kind of got behind it then. They got to see a lot more brand names, like fucking Barbie started showing up in the sequels, and yeah, as as as, as again obviously because it was such a revolution thing and it took off, everybody was trying to do it. Like after like after Toy Story there was like was it only ants and like a bug's life and yes. all that aye aye well that was it sort of ants and a bug life kind of was like your Armageddon deep impact it was like two yeah. attempts at the fucking same genre yeah relatively close to each other yeah I mean favourite character I do kind of I'm always partial to uh, John Ratzenberg. Oh, as um, Ham. Aye, Ham. Like, the, the fucking... Aye. The, the piggy bank. But I reckon it was just because I have a fondness for, like, that that actor just for, for being, like, Cliff Clayton for Cheers. Aye. And he always seems to be, like, a staple actor in, in most Pixar films. <laughs> like, he's always normally got, like, a voice credit in a majority of Pixar's movies. Yeah. And I think it's no until you watch Monsters, Inc. They have, like, a joke at the end, and it plays back a clip. And it's all the scenes where his voice actor character's in it. It's like, wait a second. They're just using the same actor for all the films. Uh-huh. Wow, lousy bum. <laughs> and it's fucking it's John Ratzenberg narrating that scene. No, I think it's Cars. I think it's Cars because they, they parody all the movies and it's a toy car story. Uh-huh. Or a Monster Cars, Inc. Or Monster Trucks, Inc. And they're all doing it that way. But... Obviously, you talk about like traumatizing Cameron. And that mm-hmm. like was he at all like phased by the whole like Sid thing? I not as much as I thought. I would have expected because the that image of the doll's head on like the like the little be, mechanical yeah. spider body is unsettling. Yeah. Um. I think I'm trying to think if I was. I was. I mean, know when he like. Was know like when he picked up his fucking. <laughs> Like sister's doll, we then like fucking gave it a makeover. Yes. What did you do it again? I said, oh, fucking mind. Like he takes the the head off of a doll, uh, and then sticks a pterodactyl head on it and gives it uh, back to her. Yeah. But he makes it to be like a surgery scene, and yeah. you've got Buzz Lightyear leaning out a bag on. I don't believe he's ever went to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fucking think uh, Tim Allen done a really good job with Buzz Lightyear. Aye. The whole character Sid was like a great dynamic because like, they had like that great threat for the toys and yeah. like, they had like rockets and explosives and they had like what would they cry a, a combat carol yeah. outside and they had like a big stick of dynamite and there was when they were trying to explain it to Buzz like look what's going on here he's like what that 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 hairy slavering and he's like no no that's a, that's the dog that's Spud the him he's like who the happy child it's like he's not the happy child he's evil it's just the fact that it's blown up and it's when I guess it's when the toys have to break character it's like that moment where they're at risk of it was, it was Woody that was going to get blown up Aye. or not 
buzz because he's got the rocket strapped to him. Aye. And, and then they turn on them. Aye, it's like someone at the fucking the night, night of the dead and like the, all the fucking broken toys, all the dead soldiers come Aye. out the fucking muddy puddles and, and fucking the pull string on Woody. It, it's just I was talking, I didn't pull the string. So you got to take better care of your toys, Sid. <laughs> and it's just his head fucking spins Aye, around. Like, We're watching you. And he fucking screams. And he's fucking proper traumatised. Oh, because even his sister gets in on it, eh? Ah, she's like fucking holding up dolls, going woo woo, and he just fucking runs away screaming like a lassie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get that great sequence where you're trying to get like the last acts of the film when they've overcome their differences, they've become good friends, and now they need to get back to Andy because they're moving house with them. Yeah. And it's like this fucking chase sequence where they're on the back of a wee RC oh, yeah. car. Yeah. And they're just trying to get back to the, the fucking loading vehicle, but all the other fucking toys are still convinced that Woody's a prick. <laughs> and they just, like, throw him off the lorry. Uh, but it's a moment where, like, obviously, they're all, like, they've messed them, they've lost, but it's, <laughs> it's when they realise there's a rocket on the back of them and they've got a, ma- a match, like, for the barbecue and they fucking strike it and a car goes past and blows the flame out. And they're, oh, all, yeah. they're all fucking gutted, but they realise fucking Buzz's helmet. They could use it as a like a magnifying glass yeah. to light the fuse. It was always like a clever bit because I always forget a bit like that moment where the fucking the the match stick doesn't work. I always think that was the that's how they get there. But the fucking he gets his fucking moment where the rocket goes off and his retractable wings cut the the gaffer tape and they're just flying and he just like clarifies that no no we're falling with style uh-huh. and they go right back into fucking Andy's car I notice it has like a wee like any film it has a wee in reference in Andy's mum's car they're driving they've got like Kuna Matata playing on the car radio oh, the... Uh, the soundtrack for Lion King's playing on it but it is like I feel like I'm telling people a story that everyone knows yeah so and I mean like fucking like we've not really talked about like Arlie Henry Aye, uh, fuck it, he's a majestic prick, I'm like. Aye, he is, like, you can't, the, the perfect Sarge. Yeah. Like, there'd be nibdy finer to play it. And I just mind that there's, like, those scenes where the fucking toy soldiers are being stood on and they're all leaning on, <laughs> like, leaning on their guns. I don't think I'm going to make it, Sarge. <laughs> but it's like every year it's like Operation fucking, like, whatever. Oh, aye, they're, they're all fucking camped out in the fucking plant pot. Yeah. With the, the fucking, the wee radio. And I find it because at the end it finishes them at Christmas. And it's like, Frankincense, this is Murr. Colin, Colin, this is Frankincense. And they call back to each other and it's like, ah, we're fine. There's, and it's like, Mrs. Potato Head, like, what's the worst that could happen? And it's like, like another toy, me and you, nah, it's cool. And it's like, oh, puppy. And they all fucking go, oh, no. Aye. But yes, Arlie Emery, whilst it's a small part, he does. Uh, he's good I think uh, it's, it's the perfect voice for an uh, army sergeant and he, he fucking comes back through it all I remember he still has like a part in the third one where uh, they decide like it's an operation to just bail out on Andy because he's an adult an adult now we're just gonna go off on our own mm-hmm. I feel like I just need to go into my trivia now mm. let's have a look here's a big chunk uh, early scripts for the film featured a Barbie doll in a prominent role as Woody's love interest. 
the original ending sequence in which Buzz and Woody chase the moving truck was scripted to have uh, Barbie driving a Corvette off the truck and rescue Woody and Buzz from Sid's dog, uh, a la Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Mattel, the company that owns the Barbie character, declined on the basis that they thought the film would be a failure and they didn't want Barbie to have a defined personality, preferring to let children imagine Barbie's personality traits on their own. Thus, Barbie was dropped from the script and her character was reworked into that of a uh, Bo Peep and then obviously when the film proved to be a huge success Mattel did allow for Barbie to appear in Toy Story 2 mm-hmm. I always mind that being like a big moment where they're fucking lost in the Toy Store then they find the fucking Barbie uh, aisle yeah. uh, and fucking uh, Ham's driving and he's what's he picks up fucking a uh, potato head He's like, let somebody with hands drive, and he fucking pushes ham on the nose, and he goes, <laughs> this is, like, that caught me off guard one day, and I was just fucking hee-hawing for like, no reason at all, but I just like, I just fucking love that wee detail. Last one, when Andy and his mum are going to the pizza place, they stop at Dynaco for gas. Dynaco is the company which Lightning McQueen is obsessed to work with in the movie Cars. Ah, uh, also you would have picked up on that with Aye. Carmen's obsession. Yes, and you, I've never seen any car films. <coughs> they're not bad. I've I'm the same doing what I've. It's just it's just like static to me now because I've seen yeah. like, absolute obsessed with cars. I think he still is. Like he still plays with like the, the little die cast metal cars yeah. every day. But I uh, the main one of the characters is sponsored by Dynaco, and. All the cars ha- have a tyre brand, and the tyre brand of the cars is Lightyear tyres. Ah, yeah. So, there's like that reference back to Toy Story, but Pixar love to do things like that, yeah. where they're just in references to all their own movies. Uh, budget? Now. Oh, I reckon the budget... Surprisingly prof- modest. I reckon about... 30 million dollars alright so and I guess was there any trivia notes on how much of that went to Tom Hanks no nah, I would have would have been interesting to see how much they did get paid for it uh, but um, so I and I've, I've had a wee look because Toy Story 30 million dollars because I guess that's it it's sort of first of its kind uh, full length digital animated film Toy Story 2 $90 million. Well, three times as much. Yep. Toy Story 3, $200 million. Surely that's for fucking, like, the rights for, like, all the, like, all the different toys and fucking all that, eh? Aye. Has to be. That's fucking nuts. Cause for, a, for a fucking animated film. Aye. And the thing is about, like, like, you know they're making bank. Oh, they made it all back. Easy. Eh, uh, now... I reckon Toy Story probably made it to about two hundred to three hundred million. It made three hundred and seventy-three million, or seventy-three. Aye. Is that domestically or worldwide? Worldwide, three hundred seventy-three million dollars. Um, domestic, one hundred and ninety-one, and foreign one hundred eighty-one. Right. It's alright for a 30 million. Ah, oh, I know. So, even if you'd spent fucking 
Two hundred million. You're still. I bet when um, that whole thing about fucking Mattel and I bet when they got their money back, they just like emailed Mattel or mailed them with like a big massive fuck you hang on it. Aye, who's fucking... <laughs> laughing, new motherfuckers? Aye, it's just fucking bull feet standing. You want Barbie. fuck it? We didn't want Barbie. We want Cindy in the next film. <laughs> like no, please, they'd be fucking paying them to put Barbie in the next film. Now, uh, one star reviews. Obviously, surely not. None. There is 19 one-star reviews written. Every single one lump is, is complaining about the DVD was scratched, it was the wrong region. Yeah. What the fuck? This film's in French. Um, <sighs> this film's in black and white. Uh, I bought an American DVD. Like Every single complaint about a bad yeah. shopping experience at Amazon. Not one review about the film. So now I guess it's the time of the night to decide what films are we going to be watching for 1996. Yeah, this is the last double review yep. of the decade. So we have Train Spotting, The Birdcage, The Frighteners, Frighteners, and Scream. And Scream. So we've have them uh, written out and folded into little pieces of paper in front of us. So I'm going to take one. And well, it might take his. And then we'll reveal the choices for next week's episode. Hey, I got Birdcage. And I got Frighteners. Cool. So, the Birdcage and f- the Frighteners for episode 192 of the Films and Swear Movie podcast. You could support Films and Swear on Patreon. Uh, is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash f-a-s podcast if you support us on Patreon you get access to extended and exclusive podcasts you can follow us on social media with mm. the, the username at f-a-s podcast and if you do decide to purchase any of the night's films pay it via your Amazon link yes that is on filmsofswearing.com the link to our Amazon page is on the right hand side. Click that, take to Amazon, and just do your shopping as normal. Get a little kickback for there. Actually, it's the easiest way to support us, and it doesn't cost you any extra. Yeah. And you buy yourself something cool at the same time. So, yeah. next hopefully, time you want to buy like five widescreen tennis. Hopefully, it funds us for fucking going to Edinburgh <coughs> Fun Festival next year. Exactly. Shout out to Paul Loudon for the artwork, David Lopan for the music. Mags, Kenny and Stu for supporting us on Patreon. Magic Mike for helping me tonight. And you, the listener. Ladies and gentlemen, to infinity and beyond. Fuck off.